0: Hello everyone, this is Cree Mitchell. I know it's been a while since I've done a recording and I do apologize. I've had some family issues um, with the coronavirus. Some relatives have passed, from friend, family friends and stuff. And so it's been kind of a interesting and trying situation. I'm praying that all of you are safe. Um, I wanna encourage you, can you continue your hand washing, your hand sanitizer and wearing your mask and I'm believing God that this year, 2021, that God's grace will be shown even the more and that we will be rounding the corner and, and maybe seeing an end to this pandemic. I know they're saying it may last up into 2022, but I'm hoping, hoping that the vaccine will be successful and that everyone will be able to get it. And we will be able to uh, see our loved ones and go back to a different norm. We won't be able to go back to the way things were because people will be gone. Businesses will be closed and things will change. But we'll be able to adjust to the change and we'll be better. I'm encouraging, I want to encourage you at this time to take this time to get closer to God and find out who you are. If You're having to be quarantined, or and we all are in some way, but take this time, especially this month, to get some peace and delve deeper into who you are and in, in that quiet time, so that whatever comes this year, you'll be able to endure it and you'll walk in victory in it. I've been reading through the Bible with my family, and we always start January 1 in Genesis. And so uh, today we were reading about Noah. And in chapter 6, you see where how that wickedness had been increased and how God had said his spirit would not always strive with mankind. And then there was a man by the name of Noah, the seventh and the generational line, who had found favor with God in his name that he would comfort. And so um, God directs Noah in chapter 6 to... Uh, begin to build an ark. He tells them how to build it. And Noah starts the journey of building this thing that, and keeping in mind what God had told him about there would be rain upon the earth. They had never seen that before. But Noah keep, keeps on and continues to build this ark. And he has his three sons and their wives and his wife with him building the ark. In chapter 7, um, God tells Noah to take his whole family and go into the ark because he had found righteousness in them and in in, the, in their generation. And he told them to take seven kinds of clean animals, seven pairs of clean animals, and male and female, because there was going to come a time when floodwaters would cover the earth and all life would cease except for what was in the ark. And so Noah and his sons began to do as God said. After they built the ark, they began to take these animals. And then it says in the sixth hundredth year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all springs of the great deep burst, and the floodgates of heaven were open, and rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 days. And Noah, for 40 days and 40 nights, was shut up with these animals. I think it was three pairs of the unclean and seven pairs of clean animals. And he and his family, eight people, were shut up in this ark while it rained day and night for 40 days and 40 nights. And it kind of reminded me of the pandemic and what we're going through now about having to be secluded. And I thought to myself, you know, what if we were back? And there was time, and we each had to build our separate ark, And we were shut up for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, it's the same thing, but we're having to trust God. And, and it made me smile, because at least we can go out with masks and gloves and hand sanitizer and maybe go to the store go to our jobs, those of us that are able to work, and come home and be with our families and Yes, there's some rigorous things that you have to do, wiping down stuff and all of that. But we're able to go out and interact somewhat with people. Where Noah and his family were shut up, and the only persons they could interact with were each other and the animals in uh, chapter 7. And it said, verse 24, the floodwaters... The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. So for 150 days, Noah and his family were in quarantine. And so, uh, and I thought about that. I thought, you know what? Like I said, again, we're able to go out, but we're not in quarantine. Even if you test COVID positive and uh, you're having to quarantine, It's normally 14 days unless you have bad symptoms or whatever, and then you may end up being hospitalized and maybe longer. But the majority of folks are quarantined for 14 days. This man and his family were quarantined for 150 days. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And then then when you go to Chapter 8, you see how... um, When the rain stopped, the water was still upon the earth. And it said, but God remembered knowing all of the wild animals and livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of heaven had been closed and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth, and at the end of a 150 days, the water had gone. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat, and the waters continued to recede until the 10th month. On the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains became visible. And after 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven, and it kept flying back and forth until the waters had dried up upon the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had proceeded from the surface of the ground, but the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water all over the surface of the earth, so it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. And he waited seven more days and sent out the dove from the ark. And when the dove returned to him in the evening, there was in its beak a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth, and he waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. So for 21 days after that, Noah was sending out this dove back and forth to see if the waters had receded. Still quarantined, still shut up. And then it said by the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. And God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your son and their wives. Bring out every living creature that is, on, that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all creatures that move along the ground so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wives and his son's wives. And all the animals and all the creatures that, were, that that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on the land came out of the ark, one kind after another. And Noah built an altar to the Lord. And taking some of the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. And the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I've done. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And so it just lets you know that after the quarantine and they came out, that Noah did a sacrifice to God for his mercy and grace. And then God, again, decreed, that he would no longer curse the ground for man's sake. And that, and he decreed that, that as long as the earth remained, there would be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, neither would cease. And it lets us know that even though we're going through what we're going through now, it's there's an end coming. But we can't go back to the way it was, and we can't back, can't go back to the way we were this time has to be a time where we grow, where we advance, where we change, where we learn the lessons that we need to learn in this so that we never have to go through this again. Because there's a lesson that needed to be learned for mankind as a whole, for the church as a whole, for individual families and for individual people. And that's what's important, is that we learn what we need to learn. We can draw closer to him and closer to our loved ones And that's the important thing is that there's a growth there that we see with clarity. Last year, God gave me, uh, spoke to me about 2020 being a year of clarity and vision. And 2021 is the time for us to take the lessons we've learned, the clarity, the vision that we've learned and apply it so that we become better individuals. That we don't make the same mistakes again as a nation, as a people, as the world, as families, as individuals, that we don't make the same mistakes, that we become better at it, better at being who we are, better at being loving and kind, becoming the people that God wants us to be, to display in the fruits of the spirit of gentleness, meekness, pique, uh, peace, temperance. The fruits of the spirit, that's what we need to be developing in our lives. And this is a time that has caused me to step aside from a lot of stuff and look, look clearly at myself, look at myself for who I am, see my flaws, ask God's help and grace in order for me to become a better person. I can't focus on other people and what they're doing, but I have to focus on me, becoming better person for who I am. And I believe that's what God's wanting from each of us, for us to become better, to do better, to walk in grace, to walk in love. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have trials. We're going to have them. It doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to come against us. He is. But we have the grace of God. We have faith and we have hope and joy that no matter what comes our way, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And that's what we have to keep in mind. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in in the world. And that's in 1 John 4 and 4. The greater one, Jesus Christ, lives in us. He's greater than any outside force or individual or spirit that's operating in someone else. We rise above it by being better, by doing better, by speaking the words of faith, by by meditating on truth, peace, and righteousness, by trying to be a better person ourselves. It doesn't matter what someone else is. I can't give account for what they do, but what I have to do is give an account for what I do, for who I am, and become that better person in it. In chapter 9, God blesses Noah, and he tells him to be fruitful, increase, and fill the earth. And he said, the fear and the dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and the birds of the sky and on every creature that moves on the ground, fish of the sea. And they are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be for you for food. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you shall not eat meat that has the lifeblood in it. And he goes on to tell them about shedding human blood warning them about whoever sheds human blood by humans, shall their blood be shed for the image of God. For in the image of God, God has made mankind. He tells them to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And then he tells them that never again will he destroy the earth and all, li- all life by, by waters. And he hangs a sign of remembrance for, to all of mankind and all the creatures, and it's in a rainbow that he hangs in the sky and the clouds, and when you see this sign, it will be a remembrance of the covenant between God and the earth, that he will never again destroy it with water. And so, even at that, it lets you know that God, God is into cleansing, cleansing us, and making us better, and making the earth better. And our, our job, mankind was given from Adam even, and again with Abraham, Adam and then again reinforced with Noah that we are to replenish. We're to do good. We're to create good in the earth by our words, by our thoughts, by our deeds. That's what we do. doesn't mean that we're not going to have trials and tribulations, people who try to come against us, because we are going to have that. You're going to battle it. You're going to wrestle it, even the more this year than ever before. And the things that are coming even in the month of March, there's going to be some heated, tested things, things that will try our nation, mankind, individuals. What we can't fear, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's what you have to keep repeating. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And it says of self-discipline and self-control. That's 2 Timothy 1 and 7, amplified version. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind, so we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be timid. Stand up for what's right. Speak the truth. Walk in love. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Ask the Holy Spirit for his help in doing what it is that you need to do. I want to encourage you even the more, if you are quarantined and if you're not and you're about to be, Or and I know it's crazy because you there isn't the liberty and the freedom to do as we have done in the past, walking and doing and interacting with people. But just like with Noah, there's an expiration date in the ark. There's an expiration date with this pandemic. Do what you need to do. Stay faithful, but trust God because he's bringing you out to something better, not worse, something better. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Got to trust him on that. You got to trust him that he loves you. He knows what's best for us and that The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of them all, the Lord delivers them. And so that's what you have to remember. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of them all, the Lord delivers us. And so that's in Psalms 34 and 19. So it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at us. We have the victory. And I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna let you go, Father God. I lift up my listeners now. I said, You touch their minds, the hearts, and their spirits, Father. Those who are going through abuse, enlighten them, and and give them the courage to stand up and walk away, Father. Send people through their path, across their path, to help them make the decisions they need to make to get into something better, because this is not Your will for any to be oppressed or depressed or abused, whether physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, verbally. None of that. If you're in a church where they're verbally abusing you, you can walk away. God will lead you to where you need to be and He will give you peace. Father, I ask that you strengthen them now, touch us in our spirit soul, mind, will, emotion, and physical body. We ask that your grace hover over us even the more we thank you that your angels encamp about us in our homes. And you keep us, Father, and our loved ones. We lift them up to you. In Jesus' name, we speak health and healing right now. We bind the enemy in every sickness, even this virus that would try to come against them. Father, we speak health and healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we give you the glory in all things in Jesus' name. I just want to encourage you even the more. Wear your mask. Be encouraged. If you get an opportunity to take the vaccine, take it. I've taken it and everything's been fine for me. So I just want to encourage you to do the same thing. I love you. God loves you. Jesus is with you. Be encouraged. Have peace.